listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, what is Medicare's value-based care model? Our team takes a deep dive into this topic, defining the care model that CMS adopted in 2011. Learn the types of value-based care programs CMS offers, how they can help you sell insurance plans, what this kind of care looks like for your clients, and we'll even touch on carriers' value-based care initiatives. We've got a lot to cover in Value-Based Care for Medicare Enrollees is the Future, written by Roxanne Anderson. All of us want our doctors to actually care about our health, not to just fill their patient quota for the day. Well, the government wants that too, for their own reasons, of course. But what exactly is Medicare's value-based care model, and how are Medicare plans adopting it? In short, value-based care is the present and future business model of Medicare. Mainly, it affects how providers get paid for the services they deliver, but it also brings a plethora of great benefits for Medicare members. Not familiar with this major segment of healthcare reform or how it affects your clients' coverage? Don't worry, we are here to fill you in. What is value-based care? Let's start out with a definition. Value-based care is a healthcare delivery model first adopted in 2011 by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. This model rewards Medicare physicians, hospitals, and other healthcare providers with incentive payments based on the quality of care they provide to Medicare members, not the number of members they see. So think quality over quantity. According to CMS.gov, their value-based care programs support better care for individuals, better health for populations, and lower costs. So far, CMS has seven value-based care programs, and we will have links to each of these programs in our show notes for your reference. One, the end-stage renal disease quality incentive program. Two, the hospital value-based purchasing program. Three, the Hospital Readmission Reduction Program. Four, the Value Modifier Program, also sometimes called the Physician Value-Based Modifier. Five, the Hospital Acquired Conditions Reduction Program. Six, the Skilled Nursing Facility Value-Based Program. And seven, the Home Health Value-Based Program. Now, you might be wondering, how can this help you sell Medicare plans? All of the major Medicare Advantage carriers have started implementing value-based care initiatives of their own. This is an attractive move for many plans because if the quality of their members' care improves, so should their health. Improved member health generally translates to lower-risk members and decreased costs for insurers. As part of many Medicare plans' value-based care initiatives, Members often receive more benefits, such as wellness, care coordination, and transportation benefits. These are enticing perks that your clients could not only want, but find valuable to have. So what exactly does value-based care look like for Medicare beneficiaries? Value-based care-related benefits tend to fall into four categories for Medicare members. 
Risk management, so think wellness and prevention programs. Care management, including care coordination programs. Care accessibility, and that would be in home and in their community. And socially beneficial, which addresses social determinants of health. You can probably think of a few different benefits that the Medicare Advantage carriers already in your portfolio offer, which fall into one or more of these categories. For example, quite a few carriers offer the trademark Silver Sneakers or Silver and Fit fitness programs, 24-7 nurse health lines, and telehealth services. Some carriers also offer diabetes management services, home health care programs, and social visits. These types of benefits all promote value-based care. And MA carriers have been further expanding their value-based care through partnerships. Lately, Medicare carriers have been making strategic partnerships in order to deliver more value-based care services. For example, insurers have been bringing pharmacy benefit management companies in-house. They've been teaming up with local retailers to make retail healthcare clinics readily available to their members. They've also been partnering with healthcare providers themselves and even further integrating with provider organizations. We mentioned earlier that the major healthcare carriers have started implementing value-based care initiatives, and those carriers include Aetna, Anthem, Cigna, Humana, and United Healthcare, to name a few. We will have links to each of those carriers' initiatives in our show notes so you can learn more. Now, looking ahead, what can beneficiaries expect in the future? From what we're seeing, Medicare members can expect even more providers and plans to adopt the value-based care model. Earlier in the year, CMS and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced the CMS Primary Cares Initiative, which introduced a new set of value-based care payment models. And in September of 2019, CMS Administrator Seema Verma called for hospitals to get on board with the Trump administration's value-based approach to health care or expect smaller and smaller fee-for-service proceeds, according to a Modern Healthcare article that we will have the link to in our show notes as well. In that article, Verma stated, quote, value-based payment under the Trump administration is the future, unquote. She continued, quote, so make no mistakes. If your business model is focused merely on increasing volume rather than improving health outcomes, coordinating care, and cutting waste, you will not succeed under the new paradigm, unquote. In order to stay competitive, improve member outcomes, and lower their costs, we believe health providers and plans will continue to grow their value-based care initiatives. We will likely see more partnerships and integration between Medicare plans and providers, more retail health clinics, expanded telehealth and wellness services, and more utilization of members' data to improve health outcomes. In short, we all want value for what we spend our time and hard-earned money on. Providers want it for treating their patients. The patients and policyholders want it for the care they're receiving. Their health insurers want it for the risk they're taking. And you, a dedicated health insurance agent, you likely want it for the health plans and services you're selling. If implemented correctly, value-based care could be something that satisfies us all and makes this model worth the change. Don't forget to visit our show notes for all the links we mentioned in this episode. 
That does it for this installment of the Agent Survival Guide podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, we would love it if you would take the time to let us know. You can like the episode, leave a comment, subscribe, or follow the podcast, even rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All of those things help us to determine what kinds of episodes you like and what you want to hear more of so that we can keep that content coming. Thanks again for your support. We would not be here without you, so it really does mean a lot. We will see you next episode.